Well, all right, go ahead and take your seats. I want to welcome everybody who is watching online right now. I've got a very short word that I'm going to share with you. It's incredibly prophetic, and it's on time for your life right now. I'm so glad that you came out. I am still celebrating the baptisms that happened today because it is a symbolic representation of people crossing over from death to life, and I am just expectant that V1 is going into new levels of worship. I mean, how good was worship? How powerful is the presence of God in our midst? Well, go ahead and open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 10. We've been on a journey of prayer and fasting, and this message hit exactly when it was supposed to hit. I'm telling you, Daniel chapter 10 gives us a situation that helps us understand that delayed does not mean denied. Come on. Delayed does not mean denied. I don't know who came here to hear that word today. You might feel impatient. You might feel like God forgot. You might feel like the prophetic word over your life from years ago will never come to pass. You may feel like you disqualified yourself because of mistakes that you made because there's been a delay. But I'm here to tell you delay does not mean denied. And I'm telling you every week we get closer to Easter is another layer of this onion that we're peeling back to reveal God's purpose and his design and his plan for you. Come on, before I really start preaching, let me read Daniel chapter 10. We're going to start with verse one. This is in the year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel who was named Belshazzar. And the, the word was true and it was a great conflict. And he understood this word and he had an understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for three full weeks. Now, let me stop there before I read the fourth uh, verse. He was saying he was in a time of mourning. Mourning is a time of grief. It's a time of sadness. It's a time of confusion. It's being perplexed. It's when you're just not right. Come on, V1 Church, have you ever just not felt right? Something wasn't settled. You just felt like something was off, something was wrong. And Daniel is telling us, that for three full weeks, there, were, there was no eating of meat or delicacies, no taking of wine into his mouth, and he didn't anoint himself. In other words, he didn't freshen up for three full weeks. But he says, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and I looked and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold around his waist. His body was like, you know, basically you're getting this description of like lightning and his eyes flame like torches and his arms and legs gleam like burnished bronze and the sound of his words sound like a multitude. So it's one voice that sounds like a multitude of voices. And he said in verse seven, and I, Daniel alone saw the the vision for the men 
who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them and they hid themselves. So I was alone and saw this great vision and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of the words as I heard his words and, I, and, I, and this is what he says, I fell on my face in, in deep sleep with my face to the ground. Now, this is a supernatural vision. This is a supernatural experience that Daniel's happening. If you are a true believer hearing this sermon right now, and you have never had a true spiritual supernatural encounter with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, I want to stir up hunger. I want to stir up a desire. We should not just be a program on Sunday. I wish I could get an amen from somebody. We should not just be a a jukebox of Christian uh, karaoke where we sing our favorite Christian songs. We should be having supernatural experiences. Now, we don't chase the supernatural. We are chasing Jesus. But in the shadow of Jesus, in Jesus' wake, as you're following hard after him, you will encounter the supernatural. It will be normal to you, okay? The supernatural is normal to those who follow a supernatural Jesus, not just social justice, warrior Jesus who helps the poor, not just the Jesus of philosophy that tells you a good moral lesson, but the Jesus, the resurrected king, as you're following him, the supernatural becomes more normal, okay? And this is what was happening to Daniel as he was in Babylon. Verse 10 says, and behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my knee, my hands and knees. And he said to me, oh, Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. And then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself, come on, you see that? Lowered yourself, made yourself weak. Come on, diminished yourself in a place of fasting. In other words, he's saying from the time that you became childlike, like, come on, this is all coming together for somebody. Your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. Let me just tell you, if you haven't figured it out, if you go back to the beginning of this series, fast forward, we've been talking about intentionally weakening ourselves, intentionally becoming childlike, lowering ourselves, humbling ourselves. This is what Daniel did. And it said, because of that, your words have been heard. Let me just tell you, your prayers can be blocked. I'm telling you, what blocks your prayers? The root of it is pride. Pride blocks your prayers, but not necessarily your prayers from being heard, but from you hearing God's response. Oftentimes, God is speaking to us because prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. See, if it's a monologue, you're religious. You're just reciting something someone else told you. But if you are truly praying, you are communicating for information in the form of a dialogue. Yungi Cho famously said, I spent three hours in prayer. The first 30 minutes, me talking, and the two and a half hours after that is me listening. And so what this this um, experience that Daniel's uh, having is showing us is that when he humbled himself and he set his heart to understand, 
his words have been heard. And then all of a sudden it says this in verse 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia. Now we're talking about spiritual warfare that was happening in the heavenlies over the region in which Daniel was living. Verse 14 says, and came to make you understand what it is to happen, or he says, and and came to make you understand what it is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. Delayed does not mean denied. See, the moment that Daniel humbled himself, the moment that he set his heart to understand the ways of God, he was heard by heaven. But there was a great warfare over that region, over that word, that vision that was to be released to Daniel. Can I tell you, many times when you become childlike, when you learn how to be still and know that he's God, immediately your prayer is heard and immediately your prayer is even answered, but you don't see the manifestation of the answer because of the warfare that's happening over the answer. What have I told you? The first time you prayed for your kid to come back home and to serve the Lord, your prayer was heard and your prayer was answered, but there's a warfare over their life. What have I told you the first time? Oh, I know somebody's getting some revelation. This is Daniel chapter one. What have have I told you? Chapter uh, 10. What have I told you the first time you prayed for your husband? It was heard and it was answered, but there is a warfare. But this is the thing I want to tell you that no preacher ever, ever preaches. Daniel did not fight the spiritual warfare. Daniel, in the equation of Daniel chapter 10, the only thing he did was he fasted. He humbled himself. He became childlike. He became meek. And while he was in a posture of intentionally lowering himself, weakening himself, when he was in that position, it was actually Michael, the archangel, that did the war on his behalf. What if I told you that some of you have been fighting and fighting and fighting, but if you will humble yourself, weaken yourself, if you'll go into this fast and say, God, I'm going to believe you heard me the first time I prayed it. I'm going to believe you answered the first time I prayed it, but I'm also going to believe that you, by your will, are assigning angels to fight on my behalf, to war into that area, to do the things that I cannot do with my own words anymore. And I want to tell you one last thing as I come to a close. This demon was strong. This principality, this ruling spirit had terrorized, come on, had had terrorized this region. This was no low-ranking demon. Sometimes we deal with spiritual darkness. We deal with principalities and powers and ruling spirits and we're contending and the Lord knows our limitations. But if you will get yourself into that posture of humility, if you'll get yourself into that posture of prayer, you will learn how to rest while God is warring and working. Working on your behalf. You know, 
I, I was thinking about fasting and I was looking up the science behind fasting. Do you know that you have hormones that are in charge of you actually feeling the sensation of hunger? And that's good. That's healthy. You should feel hungry. And those hormones, they remind you. So if you're busy, you're working, whatever, hey, stop what you're doing. It's time to feed and nourish your body. Now, if you're anything like me, you don't always eat the right things when the hormones tell you to eat. Or if your hormones are way out of whack, it tells you eat all the time. But that's a whole nother sermon. So for me though, I was meditating on this. And this is such wisdom for somebody right now. Scientists will tell you that if you do a two-day fast, water only, coming into the second day and by the end of the second day, your body will recognize that no food is coming in response to the hormones and you will actually lose your sense of hunger. Okay, listen, there's a profound revelation somebody is about to get right now. You do not become more hungry the longer the duration you go without food. You, actu you actually stop being hungry. <laughs> Come on now. Because your body recognizes that there is actually no food coming and it switches into another mode of contentment. It switches into another mode of finding other resources like the fat that you have stored to begin to feast on that. And here's the thing, most of us have never waited on the Lord long enough for our spiritual hormones to switch over into a place of contentment. See, every single time you feel the desire for food, when your hormones are rising, and up again, you go to grab food and you start that cycle over. But if you were weaken yourself, humble yourself, and you'll go a longer duration of time, that hormonal cycle is broken and then you're not hungry at all. What do I mean? Some of you are like, I can't wait anymore. But it's actually because every single time you feel impatient, you act on another comfort. You, you go to something else. It's like you're constantly distracting yourself. But I've got good news for you. Delayed does not mean denied. And if you will just say, God, I'm going to wait in this posture. I am going to see there came a point where Daniel, he went three weeks. See, after several days, he said, Lord, as long as it takes, you, you're going to, this one's on you. God's got this one. God's got this one. I, I'm going to see something begin to change in his spirit. And this is what the Lord wanted me to tell somebody as I come to a close right now, is that God is bringing you to this place not to increase your impatience. Just like when you fast, it doesn't increase your hunger. If you go long enough, it eliminates your hunger. See, sometimes he'll take you through a situation long enough not to increase your impatience, but to actually get your impatience to shut off where you don't even experience life that way. You say, God, if you never change my physical address, you're changing my mental address. God, if you never put me at a new job, I'm about to be a new person in that same job. God, if you come on somebody, do you hear what I'm saying? And right at the point where you forgot that you even cared, God will say, hey, once you, shut, once you settled in, I need you to know that Michael the Archangel started doing some warfare on your behalf. And the answer had been released the first time you prayed it. And things are about to shift. 
Come on, I, I need you to celebrate that right now. I wish everybody here would just put your hands together and celebrate like you are about to click in. Come on, I know I got some Daniels who can hear me right now. You are about to click in, come on. Come on, let's welcome Pastor who's bringing...